Last time on Pokemon Rollout, Liliana had infiltrated the Flames of Agni hideout within the Trilithin Sanctuary. Despite not being very quiet, Liliana and Grunge were able to stay mostly hidden until a shamanist spotted Grunge's tail sticking out. Liliana made her way out of the hideout to bring the reinforcements of Charlie and Professor Sneeze. A battle between our heroes and the protectors of the hideout ensued. Liliana decided to catch Grunge to keep him safe. During the heated battle, both Victoria and Chomps evolved into Gyarados, putting the battle in their favor after Victoria ate the Shamanus. Despite this, an Agni defender ran away with a cart pulled by a Ponyta. The crew then rescued several of the left-behind Pokémon including a Machop, a Loudred, and some Apervolt, an electric grass variation of Voltorb. While they were doing this mission, Nirav was going after another outpost in the Sanctuary. Was he successful? Have the flames of Agni been flushed out of the sanctuary? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout! My name is Nick, and these guys call me their Game Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie. I'm Michael, and I play Professor Sneeze. And I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana. Alright. So, um, as all of you probably who are listening at this point know, uh, we don't have any of my, uh, what should we call it? My recording from the last session. Uh, from episode to, 31. Yeah, episode 31. <laughs> due to some sort of glitch or something, uh, my Audacity, which is what we use to record these, recorded about five minutes at the very beginning. I blame the blueberries. Blame the <laughs> I'm blueberries. sorry. Uh, <laughs> there could be one of several factors, but yeah, that's We'll go with blueberries. Uh, <laughs> is, is Rotom still on timeout? Rotom is still on timeout. I, I feel like that's maybe a lost cause, but, you know, Rotom's on timeout. Uh, we're, we're working on Rotom's training in, in the uh, the off episodes. Off air. So, yeah, so since we lost the episode, we're going to kind of recap the story for everyone. Um, so that you are in on what happened. We're not going to try to fake our way through recreating everything um, because that would be disingenuous. And Instead, we're just going to tell you all what happened. Essentially. Um. <laughs> and then, Michael, you said you're going to drop in some of the original audio from the three yes. that we do have. So. Yeah. Some of the audio that is recovered, that is there, will be in the episode. So. Sounds good. Uh, Funny random aside, the Pokedex Rotom would be perfect for a target type, but let's keep going. Um, oh boy. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> uh, for the Rotom archetype. Anyways, um, so just to kind of go over what I had planned for this episode and kind of maybe peel back a cur- the curtain a little bit on what I normally do. Um, I will say that this episode was actually a little weird because... I realized a little bit after episode, a little bit, like, between episodes 29 and 30 that this episode would have to exist, um, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't realize that, like, I didn't have it fully planned out until that point. Um, I had episode 30 where they go to the Agni base and fight against that, mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about the uh, Apervolt or Voltorb, like, that are Apricorn types in there, and uh, deal with them planning on, and then the next thing I had planned was them resuming their Pokemon journey. But the more I thought about it, the less that made sense story-wise with that they would have to have a moment of uh, at least talking with the villagers in Trilithon Sanctuary, confronting the uh, people of the Flames of Agni who were still there and kind of working through things there. So this one actually was a little abnormal. Um, (laughs) Just to have a a little more information from... Uh, the first day that they left uh, Wrestlefjord, so episode two, technically, 
um, up to far in the future. I have about 14 pages written up on in a Word document of just little blurbs day by day of what I have planned and what they're going to be dealing with for each day. Um, this will probably not come up. If, if this is ever shown to the public, it will be after we get past a certain point or after we've gone through all of that so the players will not be able to read ahead and see what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> because then you might make plans. No. I want to um, know the future! <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there, there is one character that you have met that would be able to tell you the future. Unfortunately, everything she told you would have to be untrue. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Anyways, and, so... and terrifying. <laughs> and, terrifying. <laughs> and terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so she could tell uh, you how the many and varied ways you could lose. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, so, no, there was some fallout that we had to deal with in Trilothon yeah, Sanctuary. Yeah, in Trilothon Sanctuary. Village. So, basically, the way I had this planned out was I created a set of, essentially, a group of of obstacles for them to overcome. Not necessarily Pokemon obstacles, but just uh, personal obstacles. Just in terms of viewpoints and things clashing, um, since what they were talking about and going through there. Um so the first thing I thought was how the Flames of Agni were going to react to this, and they'd already met the person whose name I have already forgotten in the in the Levi Strand. Strand. Levi Strand, thank you. I wrote his name down. Which I thought I had given him a name in episode twenty-five or twenty-six. I did not. Uh, Liliana never asked for his name, and he never offered it. Oops. So Levi Strand was given a name about an hour before we recorded the session. Um, and so just figuring out what his, but I had the idea for his motivations and things, um, as someone who is devoted to the cause and thinks that the cause of the Flames of Agni is right, is not necessarily motivated by anger at anyone specifically, but just, but more motivated by a sense of tradition and honor mm -hmm. and working through things there. Someone like, someone who, again, instead of being a, a normal thug, like the, like, uh, the players have seen with Flames of Agni or someone terrifying, like one of the shamanesses. Being someone who's a little more sympathetic, while still being very much against them, uh, and so going through that, like his idea of that, he was okay with kind of manipulating the public and working through them by talking, uh, by appealing mostly to uh, their good side, while still kind of trying to make, like, and, and appealing to what he's done for them and what he's worked through for them, instead of actually trying to refute the points that the. Uh, that the group would would make against him because there was no real way to refute them. Um, next, I came up with kind of the villagers and the fact that I just realized my players had crossed out of Trilithon Sanctuary, toting a whole bunch of unconscious Pokemon. <laughs> What's which wrong were, with that? Which just weren't to help. theirs <laughs> out of the protected area. <laughs> not not yet, at least they weren't ours yet. <laughs> right? Yet? Yes. Yeah, which which uh, obviously wasn't going to gain points from the very reactionary, very conservative uh, Triathlon Sanctuary people. And there, so right. I figured that there would be a... That's how I would be able to get a group or a mob showing up at the Pokemon Center to confront the players, and then to be able to confront the uh, Flames of Agni person, Levi, as well when he came there. Yes. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. We were at the mm -hmm. Pokemon Center, kind of getting things... Getting ourselves healed up and trying to deal with everything that happened to us and then we hear this sound outside I, I think yeah I think someone came in and told us there was something happening outside and we had to go check it out uh, yeah. it was a perception check I heard something <laughs> that's happening that's right yeah uh, that's Charlie, right. Heard Charlie noticed it Charlie heard things happening um, hey guys it's sounding like really commotion outside I mean do we want to check that out or like uh, are, are we good do you guys hear that yeah, should we go see uh, what's up? Yeah, yeah. What? I, I wonder what's happening. Let's do it. <clears throat> so I assume we um, we go outside. Um, uh, yeah, to see what what is up. So they went outside to check, and they confronted kind of the uh, speaker for the mob. It was simpler for me. Who to was just... not Levi Strand? Was not Levi Strand? No. 
it was simpler for me to just have one person speaking for the mob rather than kind of having them all call out because that would be a little too chaotic. Mm-hmm. Judges, judges, mm-hmm. Lead, very small lead. rocks, yes. <laughs> duck. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So no, we we confronted the mob and um, tried to answer their questions and be as reasonable as possible. It kind of was like a little bit weird, sort of pacing, not pacing, but like a, a change of pace for Pokemon rollout. We weren't just thrust into this situation that was imminently going to be a battle we were actively trying to avoid escalating things because of this mob Mm -hmm. because it would be utter chaos to try to fight and so we were trying to be reasonable Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying to rationalize things Um, i figured that the conversation with the mob was not going to it was not going to take too long to resolve because it was very clear-cut and with uh, professor sneeze being there at as a as someone from the Trilithon Sanctuary, he had an in there for them to actually be listening. Um, I, I, Ch- Charlie, uh, using some of the some of the very little tact that he has, goes over and says, uh, "Professor Sneeze, what, like, do you want to tell them that like you're not a stranger? Like, you're you're from here, right?" Yeah, yeah, I I I live in Granite Pool, not too far from here. Yeah, tell them that. I, 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 yeah, everyone, you know, I'm talking to you, the crowd, that's in front of me, clearly. I live in Granite Pool. I'm, I'm a resident of Trelithon Sanctuary. And work through there, too, so that we would be able to cross things over the Flames of Agni a bit. Um, there was a point where you guys were being so circumspect with how you were answering things and so <laughs> careful in your wording that you just refused to actually say anything. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> we were we were trying so hard not to get like the mm-hmm. flames of Agni's side of things against us. <laughs> so we never said like the flames of Agni did this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying that and you like you you seem to like be simply refusing to basically say anything to yep. the point where you weren't placating the mob but you also weren't saying anything to rile them up and everything was just kind of static. Yep. For a while. <laughs> Well, I think Charlie, Charlie was starting to get bored with it. Mm-hmm. So Charlie started to like, just say, so like, are we done here? Because you guys don't got anything on us. <laughs> Innocent until proven guilty. Just to say, the, the, yeah. the response to that is that you're kind of facing a mob. I don't think they, they follow those same rules. But, uh, <laughs> mob that could become a lynch mob. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, they were working that, and they finally got to the point. They did get to the point where they were... Uh, kind of confronting Levi Strand and working through yes. things there. And uh, Did we say he was the, the Beastmaster? Yes, he was the Beastmaster. Yeah. Who, who, uh, had been, who Lilian had spoken to in, I believe, 25. Episode 25. Yeah. Things, and just going through that there. So he um, was conversing and working through that, and he was able to come up with some in the, in the like, on the face of them, plausible deni- deniability things mm-hmm. throughout. Um, no, well, and it was his his argumentation was interesting because I couldn't tell whether he was trying to cover up for the flames of Agni or he truly didn't know what the flames of Agni were doing. And I think it came to an insight role or an intuition role mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, yeah, and that- on that. That was kind yeah. of the exactly the point that I was going for it. Um, he had been uh, he had been placed at Trilithon Sanctuary, uh, essentially to be a reasonable figure of the Flames of Agni in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he was somewhat reasonable and could be reasoned with uh, in regards to the other fanatics was part of the reason why he was sent there by the higher ups. Sure. Like he he his personality fit the role he was given to play. He didn't necess- he didn't necessarily need to adopt the personality for the role. Yeah. And so that that worked very well that he was able to kind of converse and go through that. And um at this point when you were conversing with him, I was going with one of two ways. Either you would be able to get to the point where he realized he needed to get out. Like he he mm-hmm. needed to run and that therefore he'd initiate the battle before uh, Nirav arrived. And if that mm-hmm. happened, Nirav would be able to initiate a sneak attack. Sure. If that didn't happen, then Nirav would arrive and give conclusive proof to push a confrontation. 
Which, and that's what happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. He brought some some Joe Schmoes that were that he beat up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And so that, that, that's essentially what happened. Like you, you guys were being very circumspect. I I I will say that I expected you guys to be a little more harsh on the flames of Agni than you were. Given the sure. fact that uh, two and for Liliana three different altercations with the flames of Agni, all three ended in battle. Just immediately, <laughs> essentially. I was expecting you to kind of go in with that expectation and be a lot more hardline on what you were doing. But I think priming you with the mob and things kind of put you guys in the mindset of we need to calm everything down. We need to keep yeah. anything from happening. Definitely. And we so, were very much mm-hmm. in, like, well, cool jet of water mode. Mm-hmm. And also, also knowing how um, the Flames of Agni had been... Um, have been integrated into this community. Like, there are people yep. who are hardcore dedicated to the Flames of Agni, and, you know, rallying up and saying, you guys are bad, is not going to be the way to <laughs> to get them on your side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. More like, but... this is what we've seen. It's, can can you draw those conclusions for us? <laughs> <Yep>. and, <laughs> and that is what allowed, uh, since Levi Strand was built, like, I built him to be good with people. Yeah. As well as other things. So he was able to take your suppositions and twist them into be into giving kind of like the plausible things. Like you mentioned that it, t- it came down to an intuition role because he was like, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know that this happened. This could be a splinter group. We already talked about um, a splinter group. He already talked about a splinter group in Neratu with Liliana. So he had that going with him that there was like that there could be a movement within the Flames of Acne and... So it kind of allowed him to work around it and and pushed yeah. Narav into acting immediately. Um, and so, yeah, Narav arrived with a group of people on his Tyranitar and mm-hmm. uh, pushed it into a confrontation. Basically, uh, the, the group that Narav had gathered were wearing the same team uniforms as Levi. Es- essentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. To an extent, yes. Um, they were built as defenders rather than beastmasters, but essentially the same group, same uniform. Um, yeah, and so that gr- went into the group of uh, his magmar, which was at his side, uh, laying down a smoke screen mm-hmm. and allowing him to burst out. Which I, I realize I didn't utilize that smoke screen as much as it should have been. Everyone who was attacking the Yamask should have had a minus three to accuracy, which you guys did. So never mind. Yeah, so I did no, do that. Did. Yeah, I did do that. I, yeah. I think I yeah I did that with my with my Pokemon as well. I'm just trying to remember it. But so he well, was able to lay down a smoke screen and go while a Cofagrigus and three Yamask yeah. arrived. Wait, uh, remind everyone what what he said when when that when uh, that happened when those came. You caught a few words and you heard ancestors and grandfather. Yeah, and de- and defend. And defend. I wrote down yep. all the words. Yep. Yeah, ancestors. Grandfather, ancestors, defend. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, but you could tell there were words in between those. But those were the yeah. words you caught. Everything else was too... There was too much going on for you to catch them. They were, they were obscured. Um, another peel back behind the curtain. I also, um, just like in part of like having Alola Pokemon appearing a little more in the Triathlon Sanctuary and things, there was also a uh, Sandygast That's right. in, the, in the ground underneath, which none of you made the perception check to see. Oh, and I forgot about. <laughs> so so it was there. And so then this, the, so basically, the Sandygast existed, but it was it had, it made such a good stealth roll. The GM forgot about it. That's what I'll say. The GM overlooked it, and that would have and changed. Some, somewhere, somewhere we he, somewhere we hear Charlie crying because there was a Pokemon he, he could have caught. <laughs> yeah. Either that or since uh, it was the. The other argument I can make that make me my, that if it is still is there in universe is that it was an op- opportunistic predator that realized things weren't going to go in its favor because it couldn't sure. actually eat the ghosts, so it was expecting them to take down at least one of your Pokemon yeah. and it didn't, and they didn't. So, sure, yeah, yeah. So we 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 confronted. Um, we kind of went all out. We were focusing on trying to get the uh, Levi. Uh, to catch him as he was escaping, um, but uh, we really had to focus on the Yamask and the Cofagrigus, mm-hmm. which was a really powerful Pokemon. What level was it, Paul? Forty-five. 
Uh, no, that was 50. 50, yes, it was 50. That one was 50, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yep. And why, yeah. does, why does Paul know this? Because Paul caught it. Paul caught it. After yes. um, realizing that, I, I realized afterwards that I was basically going to have the Cofagragus and uh, Nirov's Tyranitar face off. And mm-hmm. I tried to make the uh, the levels kind of affect it a little more so that it would be more of a fair fight. But there is no such thing as a fair fight between a Tyranitar and a ghost type. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh. Like, the Tyranitar will win. Every yeah. time. And so it ended up yeah. being, basically, that the Cofagragus wasn't able to do very much, except terrify everyone. Which was useful. Uh, but that's that's kind of what it existed to do. Um, and it was able to kind of... It was able to, to draw your attention and allow Levi to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so Charlie, yeah. Charlie has, now has two way over-leveled Pokemon that aren't going to listen to him at all. <laughs> no. Yep. Just remember, um, one of them was caught while it was fainted, too. But Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I, have a, I have a plan for, for that one. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used uh, my trusty Shmoopy. Um, my, my, my dear baby girl, Shmoopy. Who um, <laughs> uh, was... Going with the water pulses mostly, I think. You Might did use a mud bomb. I was gonna say you did lead with melody, though. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I did lead with melody to get the sing out there and try to at least slow things down. And all right, um, I'll say, uh, melody, come on out. And I'll send out melody the jigglypuff. Um, melody, go in and you sing. So melody sings. Did you get a rock? I'm sad, guys. I'm sad. She, she, she's saying a rock. She's yeah. rocking out. She's rocking out. Melody, <laughs> instead of singing a lullaby, starts jamming out to some death metal. <laughs> um, does this still cause the targets to become slowed and have a minus two to their evasion? At least it's not a total loss. <sighs> Sing sadly missed, but it was it able missed. to do the minus two. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Charlie uh, used Cuddles his Began, uh pretty much for the whole whole battle. Yeah, whole battle, whole battle. Um, so Charlie then uh, um, sends out Bagon. Uh, I was gonna say right into the mix, but I don't. I don't think I'm gonna throw him right into the mix, unfortunately. Um, but I'm going to send him out, and, um, alright, come on out, Cuddles! And, um, uh, I, he was also able to catch a Yamask, as well as a Cofagrigus. The Cofagrigus. Uh, Charlie fast pitches a great ball. At the Cofagrigus? Yes, at the Cofagrigus. Coffee, coffee, yes. Coffee <laughs> The coffee gregarious. Coffee gregarious, yes. Oh man, I hope we catch it. I wanna, I wanna name it something fun. Um, but how about a two and the minus ten? Whoa. Oh. Yeah, so that would be a negative eight. Rob said he's gonna try and clean things up. Uh, Char- Charlie fast pitches the injured uh, Yamask. All right, booyah, and double booyah for the for the Cofagrigus. I don't remember a whole lot else, but this is probably where Michael's gonna drop in something cool that Charlie did. <laughs> There'll be some audio here <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only one that I used was Grunge. Um. Liliana is going to call out grunge. There was a lot of biting. I believe so. I remember I so. that at least. So. Alright, sure. Okay, um, we'll just do bite then on any of them, I guess. Whichever is closest. Mm-hmm. I think that yes. was like about all I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tried to use Hoodersmith <laughs> at one point just to kind of like see through the mess of things. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I do remember that <laughs> that uh, Grunge managed to flinch the Cofagrigus at least once. Mm. That's right, he did, bites. which was super cool. Mm-hmm. Which which kind of added to it not really uh, doing much in the mm-hmm. fight, unfortunately. It's also, well, unfortunately for me, fortunately for you guys, I suppose. Um, but it's something else I, I also realized with it is that um, Kofagrius and Yamask have Protect. And if I had been a little cleverer with their use of Protect, mm. that Kofagrius would have been able to continue mm. acting. Uh, mm. But it's still something that I'm kind of working with the mechanics and things to get them down. Yeah. But I, I haven't... Yeah. I suppose I, I've built these with a mind towards coming up with interesting encounters rather than coming up with encounters that I will win mm-hmm. so far. Which is better in general unless mm-hmm. there's a real challenge that we're yeah. confronting. Not that like, not that we haven't faced real challenges, but like when I, the plot gets super serious. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I, I, say, I don't know if I've mentioned it to... I know I've mentioned it to you, Michael. I, I'm remembering now. I don't know if I've mentioned it to... Uh, Paul and Lydia, and I know, I don't believe we've mentioned it to the audience, but, um... Are we having a big reveal? Uh, nothing major. I'm just letting them know that I told Michael, at the very least, that I wasn't planning to have any character or Pokemon death on this side of the mountains. But you're planning to kill our Pokemon on the other side. I never said that I was planning for that to happen. I'm it's just, just saying that not I was, that possible. I was, yeah, I was here. moving to prevent that yeah. on this side of the mountains. Yeah, because by the way, because yeah, Penny would have killed someone already, right? <laughs> Ye- Penny would have gotten very, very close. Yes. Uh, surprisingly, none of you have brought a Pokemon to the ten injuries or negative one hundred and fifty percent health that would actually kill a Pokemon. Um, Why is that surprising? Like, I think we're all pretty like, if our Pokemon's fainter, like, yep, yeah. you're coming back. <laughs> well, the thing is. Um, in below level 20, almost every Pokemon is a glass cannon. They can dish out a whole bunch of damage, but they can't really take very much. So uh-huh. uh, it's actually it's written into the PTU rules. I don't know if it's in actually 1.5, but at least beforehand. And the things that Pokemon that are below level, I believe, 25 are still considered child Pokemon and are technically hmm. not able, quote-unquote, to deal enough damage to kill um, another Pokemon. That's interesting. Aha. Uh, Interesting. So it's it's something that is like it's and I don't remember if that's an alternate rule for the game or if that's an actual like rule and they suggest you can get rid of it. Oh. Ah. Um, really quick comment about uh, Cofagrigus. Um, on our the last episode of the Puckle Podcast, so this would have been like a few weeks ago, and once this episode actually makes it out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, the poke of the episode we chose was Cofagrigus, and I just found the Pokedex entry really interesting. If you listen to the Puckle Podcast, you know this already, but um, the Pokedex entry for Cofagrigus says that uh, grave robbers who mistake them for real coffins and get too close end up trapped inside their bodies. That's so <laughs> I will let you know that in in a thing of using... Uh, that reminds me of going back to this episode. Uh, when it used Protect once on Growlithe, it opened its Yeah, coffin. that's right. Oh. That's right. I remember and that. And Growlithe bit into it, and, or Grunge bit into it, and then reeled back very quickly. Yeah. There is a reason for yeah. that. Super creepy. Mm-hmm. Grunge is going to become a zombie dog now. <laughs> Fire ghost, a ghost type Growlithe, and then and then maybe he won't oh, die on the other side of the mountain. That would be a very weird archetype. Say <laughs> <laughs> so that that would that would that would technically change his archetype in some very mm-hmm. interesting ways. But, <laughs> because yeah, I don't know if like since this is a little more of the peeling back the curtain things, I'm guessing people have already uh, gathered that archetype is connect. The archetype is connected to their typing, Pokemon typing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's that that's something that goes in there is that each type has an archetype. Mm-hmm. There. Yep. But so yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, I know some people have figured out like exactly how to figure out what's the archetype of what yeah. and stuff. Yep. I I took it directly from some of the source books. So yeah. Yep. It exists and is easy to find, but mm-hmm. sublime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm, I'm specifically calling out Sublime Manic. He 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 found that out and he ch- he checked it out from those source books. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say, um, 
I'm now I'm just like doing peeling back the curtain things. This will be this. I will try to make this like the last kind of tidbit thing that I do. I no promises because now that I'm saying that I'm just thinking of ideas. But I will let them know that um, if anyone's thinking of future archetypes, and you know this is kind of a thing, so I figure I can give a little bit of things. If anyone's thinking of future archetypes, I do not use any Pokemon with an unusual typing for archetypes. Okay, like what do you mean by unusual? So if so, the a Pokemon with an arch an archetype Pokemon will be an exemplar of the normal Pokemon oh, that it is. So for so example, like, yeah, for example, yeah. Archie is an Apom, which are normal types. He is a normal type. Oh, you right. won't do any type shifting. I won't do any type shifting. Yeah, that's that. I was forgetting the word. Yeah, I, I didn't type shift any of the archetypes. Gotcha. Got it. Cool. I. I did consider it for a while. For uh, for instance, I was thinking of having a dark fairy Ralts on a, as one of the archetypes that someone was going to get. Uh, the most interesting thing about that one is that, um, well, you know, you know, dark and fairy at this point because those are two of the archetypes that you've met. Um, that would have been the archetype of solitude and fiction, mm-hmm. uh, which basically would have meant it was it would have been very close to the character who got the player who got its imaginary friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Oh, good. Okay, so we know uh, Charlie used cuddles in his yep. fight, and uh, the Bagon had a little bit of trouble, if I remember correctly, but ended up doing a decent amount of damage uh, mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. Yamask. Uh, and Charlie caught both a Yamask and a Kofagrigus, and the Kofagrigus. Yeah. Um, Professor Sneeze caught mm-hmm. one of the Yamask. All right, um, Professor Sneeze is going to throw a great ball at the weakened Yamask. I'm trying to get that. So, great ball, go! Uh, and that is a uh, 14. That includes the, the minus. Percentage is 78. So minus 10, 68. Woohoo! Right. Oh man, I want one of those. Well, I'll try to get one of the other There's ones. There's still two left. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. In his fight to go through things there, and then uh, uh, Liliana used Grunge. She didn't catch any of the Yamas <laughs> for the Cofagrigus. Uh, she did flinch the Cofagrigus a few times, mm-hmm. and eventually the last Yamas uh, phased through the ground. It did not actually faint. Right. But it phased through the ground and disappeared. And... And... Levi vanished. He was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, by the end of the episode, we were more or less... Still in town. Uh, needing to go back to the Pokemon Center that we'd just come out of. Let's say right in front of the Pokemon yeah. Center. <laughs> yes, so... Um, <laughs> And but now the town was maybe a little bit friendlier toward us. The mob had oh. more or less dissipated. That's the one thing that I'm um, jumping back that I just remembered. Uh, the one reveal oh. that you guys had that you didn't have at the beginning. You found out why the town seems to yeah. have cooled towards Narav. Mm-hmm. Why the town mm-hmm. didn't like Narav. We did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you I... remember what it was? <laughs> I, I remember. I remember this, but Michael will will say for our audience's <laughs> sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because the, there was uh, when there was a vote with the Elite Four about mm. the um, the borders of the Trilothon Sanctuary and shrinking them. It was a tie vote, and there was one vote left. And I forget who it was that had the swing mm. vote. It was um, the champion who had the swing vote, but he the was champion had the swing vote yeah. under advice from Narav. Yes, yes, Narav went to give him advice uh, to be an advisor to him, and then the champion voted to shrink the border, and so um, the people are all <laughs> upset with Narav for uh, allegedly advising the champion to, to shrink the borders, and we don't know whether yep. Narav actually <laughs> gave that advice or if he did, why. So <laughs> the one thing I'll say is that. Um, Narav didn't <laughs> seek out the champion to give him advice. The champion basically made a circuit of the gym leaders yeah, to ask yeah, each yeah, of them yeah. for advice. That's right. Right. 
<laughs> so, hey, yo, can we is... get some Mufalon burgers here, yo? Mm-hmm. Yo. I, <laughs> I, I need some crawdon tails here. <laughs> Give me some crawdon tails. Jamie, <laughs> Matthew Ling, this is something that happened in Fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> Act two, baby. Oh, dear. <laughs> you went to a diner, I see. <laughs> Uh, yes. Is, is that like get make bouffant burgers, make them swift, <laughs> <laughs> bulk up and make them swift? That's good. That's good. <laughs> Actually, it was, was bouffant steak. It was bouffant. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, bouffant steak is the bigger one. Yeah. There was. Uh, this is a completely random aside. There was a game that I read a while back where they were uh, having toro steak, and one person let loose all of the toros. <laughs> That were underneath the restaurants, oh. uh, while also catching the one blue Tauros that was down there. <laughs> oh, interesting. So there was a stampede I, of Tauros through the middle of the town. I'm not familiar with blue Tauros. I, I'm just familiar with green Tauros. Uh, green Tauros. <laughs> the energy drink that gives right. you hooves. Oh. <laughs> he was the one that oh, got no. away. <laughs> I was like, Nick, you don't listen to Puckle, do you? I don't. I should, but I just <laughs> haven't had to Oh, no. Um, right. I completely out of context, but uh, before we wrap this up, I think we also have to just drop in for the sake of having it. She's a lady. I don't know who, but just, <laughs> just have it in there. I know it's not my Yamask. My Yamask is a male. Mm-hmm. Is mine? Checked. I don't know. Yours might. No, I. All the Yamask might be male. No, there's one. There, there was one female. That might be the one that is got it, away, though. Is that the one who escaped? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> She was a lady. I don't have this mention, so uh, oh GM, goodness. it's up to you. Uh, the one that I caught could either be a male uh, or a female. <laughs> do I have that in here? I might actually still have... Yes, I still have the sheet. I'm a lady. So I will be able to tell you. Okay, Both okay, of okay. the Yamask that were caught were male. Alright. Uh, as was the one that ran away. So actually all of, all of the oh, ancestors all were male. There were none no of them like... were female. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was the Magmar a female? Blue-footed mm-hmm. booby. Magmar was mm. <laughs> no. Magmar was not. Huh. Well, uh... well, Melody and Schmoopy are both female. There They're ladies. Are. There you go. <laughs> uh, fuck. You want yeah, there you go. Fun fact: Do you guys know um, Magmar's uh, name in Japanese? Mm. No, it's Boober. 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 All right, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, because I think it's uh, isn't there a, a bird of some kind called the booby? I think it's blue-footed booby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I there think are other boobies kinda... too, but yeah. So got it. I think it might be slightly based off of that. So oh. yeah. All right. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So that was that was essentially that episode. Trying to trying to think of Char- if Charlie wants to say something to like, uh, not necessarily rub it in, but just be like, like, I'm trying to see if he wants to be like, see, see, look, bad guys, bad, bad, bad stuff, bad. <laughs> yeah, Char- Charlie says that. <laughs> Good work, Charlie. I think they get it. But let's get let's get healed up. You you took a pretty solid hit there. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. And I have new Pokemon that need to get healed. <laughs> Me too. Never thought I'd catch a Yamask, but you know what are Pokemon adventures for? <laughs> you want to sign us out, Nick? Oh yes. <gasps> All right, well, thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Join our Facebook group. Bleh. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. <laughs> also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at TapsterRadio.org, like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. And feel free to check the show notes for other music and sound effects in this episode. Oh. So we have mm-hmm. some cool fan art and a wiki. Oh. Oh, you're okay. I, I know what you're asking for. <laughs> give us more fan art and if someone wants to create a wiki for us that would be fantastic I 
did not know what the question was. Okay. <laughs> it was more, again, more, more so directed at Michael, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, that's alright. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at Pokeroll. Uh, I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at Prof Snag, and you can find me um, on the Puckle Podcast uh, as Professor Snag as well. I host a monthly trivia game show. I'm a gym leader, and uh, in Puckle, we're also doing our our draft league. It's uh, the regular season's wrapping up as we speak, and uh, I'm doing pretty good so far. So, uh, and I'm Michael. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at m g l i l i e n t h a l, as well as in the other shows on the Tapestry Radio Network. Um, one thing with the Tapestry Radio Network uh, that also impacts this show, we're going to be revamping our uh, Patreon donor levels a little bit. Uh, and one of those things is that everyone who donates a dollar or more is going to get access to the secret section on the Tapestry Radio website, um, which includes uh, the, there's, a, there's an episode connected to the Fiasco episodes, the, the setup episode. Um, that we did, uh, and some other stuff from uh, Michael and Ethan in the room with Scotch is up there, as well as more things to come. So dollar and up, you get access to that, as well as uh, other other rewards. And so we'll be revamping those rewards in the near future. But that's one thing. And I'm Lydia, and I don't have a big spiel to say, but I am on Twitter at lil underscore shadow eight, <laughs> and come hang out with us in our tap room. It'll be a party, and. Uh, you can pretend like there's cake and ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> digital cake and digital ice yeah. cream. Digital fun <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I suppose this is out of character enough. You can follow me on Twitter at behind your eyely. That's behind your e y e l i. I'm afraid I'm not very active. If you like what we do here every week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Next time on Pokemon Rollout. The trainers are on the road once again, headed towards Ratu. The Flames of Agni may be planning something in the once capital of the D, but for now the trainers have to deal with the irregular wilds of the sanctuary outskirts. What out-of-this-world experience is in store for our heroes next? Find out next time on Pokemon Rollout. can't do this right now. I'm closing this. <laughs> I'm getting distracted. Weak. Uh... Did you just say weak? Yes, I did. did. Wow. <laughs> if anyone's unresponsive just... during the podcast, just be like, okay, get off Dragonfly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just got to one with a picture of Salamence. He doesn't fit in the picture. Yeah. He's like roaring off screen. Uh, neither does, um, oh, which, uh, uh, oh, the, the, the banana Pokemon. Tropius. Banana, Tropius, Tropius. Yeah. I was like, banana, I don't know what the, okay. Banana yep, Pokemon. he doesn't fit either. Michael, I'm, I'm, I think, I think you'll, you'll be upset with me for this, I am not choosing Marowak. I'll be right back, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm I think Marowak is cool, but he's not one of my. You're bleeding a little bit. All right. Um, I, I, it's not. I picked a scab. It's okay. Ah, don't okay. die. <laughs> I know. It's just bleeding more than I thought it would. <laughs> For a second, I didn't hear bleeding more than I thought it would. Would I heard it's bleeding what I thought it would, and I was like, I'm glad he was expecting blood. <laughs> or was that what he was expecting? Ah, true. Mm-hmm.
That was a slip. Mm. Never specified what. <laughs> He's an alien. That's what he is. Actually, he's a ditto. So. I need to name my Yamas. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you, you caught a Yamas. Yeah, we'll recap that. I forgot I'd caught a Yamas until I saw it in my sheet. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at this now and see, I like Golem. But he's mm -hmm. so doofy that I don't really like Golem. <laughs> but he's so doofy that I like Golem. I like that you can pick like... multiple ones, because there's so many mm -hmm. that I like, but this one is so cute. Yeah. Alright, I have returned, as you can see, because we are on Skype! Uh, good. <laughs> that's, that's good. You're at least alive enough to finish the podcast, right? Yes, I am. That's all, that's all I care about. Not your health, <laughs> just the podcast. As long as you can make it through the podcast, are good. <laughs> it's nice to know that you have friends, right, Colin? That's right. Speaking of which, how's your face? Let's tell a story. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a sad Kleenex box, but who would give it a Kleenex? Is that like a form of cannibalism, if it did that? <laughs> Not quite, but... <laughs> Certainly it would be. I, I, so I have more questions than story, than story, <laughs> story threads here. Certainly it would be. So, the Kleenex box uh, had to look for something else to wipe its nose on. Something fluffier and softer than itself. Luckily, since it was a box, there were many things fluffier and softer than the box. It got very confused for a little bit. <laughs> uh, for example, the pillow in the corner. But the pillow would have none of it. And the pillow said, hey man, I know you're feeling pretty down, but go away, I don't like you. <laughs> so the Kleenex box moved on to the next soft thing. <laughs> As it was going, it was thinking to itself, well, you know, I appreciate the pillow's honesty, but that was blunt. Sniffled and so instead, the Kleenex box turned to the rug on the floor. And the rug just so happened to be a shag rug, so it was very fluffy indeed. But it also did not want to get uh, get wiped on by the by the Kleenex box, so it said, "It's not gonna happen." <laughs> Which brought up an interesting <laughs> conundrum in all this. What exactly is this tissue box leaking? <laughs> Blueberries. Hey! <laughs> it comes full circle. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was out of turn. <laughs> oh, I think I went out of turn too, so. No, you're, right. you're in line, I think. <laughs> Got it. Are you cold? <laughs> <laughs> Are, you, Are you starting your engines? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of the ancient English. Most of I shoot the hippopotamus with bullets made of platinum because if I use leaded ones, the hide is sure to flatten them. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. You geek, you dork. You geek, you dork. All right. Ha ha. You know you need unique New York. You geek, you dork. You know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Oh, what was another one? It's been so long since I've done theater stuff. The one Who washed Washington's white woolen underwear when Washington's, Washington's washerwoman? Washer <laughs> <laughs> 
went west. west. The 22 train to Tootly as it toots through the tunnel. Nailed it. And I'm Liliana! And I play. Wait, no, I'm Lydia! And I play Liliana! <laughs> You're back! We we only said oh. nice things about you while you were gone. I the doubt blueberry that. situation too. This time it was cake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the cake is good, thank you. <laughs> the cake is a lie. No. Uh, he just kind of leans into his cheerleader aspect and says, uh, "Yeah, way to go, Chomps! You're doing a great job. Get ready for another one. You can do it." <laughs> you just called your Pokemon by the wrong I name. I did, and by by Chomps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's it's a very bitey bagon, but <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then goes, go ah god! I mean, uh, uh, cuddles, not chomps. Cuddles, you're doing a great job, buddy. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter anyways because I rolled a three. Right here, see. <laughs> Basically, Liliana just stood up and went. Blah, 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 blah. I just kind of like waved to them and sat back down. <laughs> I don't even remember what happened in this episode, let alone any of the others. Yeah. So. Okay, so maybe this All is right. something that like we explained before, but I just missed. Why is it not the full eyelids? Uh, not enough spaces. Oh. Not enough characters. Okay. The same reason that it's for alligator. <laughs> okay. Um. Would you say it's sunny out? You mean like? <laughs> would you say it's raining, or hailing, or sandstorming? <laughs> Sandstorm. Nice. Um, then Professor Sneeze is going to use Weather Ball on the, the one that burned Melody. Um, and because it's sandstorming, uh, he's gonna say, uh, Thanks! Uh, and it's rock type. Uh, so. Take that, you Yamask! Now you know I rock! Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From, From our fancy, fancy to yours. yours.